Hello everyone, thank you for joining us once again. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be when you're listening. Um, it's another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, this week it is myself, Matthew Farber, and my dear friend and learned colleague, Joseph Druitt. Say hello, Joe. Hi everyone. Bingo. Concise. Love it. Um, <laughs> this week uh, we're, oh, let's do another Italian cliche, shall we? We're living la dolce vita. Um, Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, we're going off. Off to Bella Italia again. Uh, we are tasting. Well, we are tasting, examining, reviewing, thinking about Menabrea Premium Italian beer. Um, but before we do that, I am, as usual, going to pass to Joe, and we'll do a hot topic. So uh, over to you, Joe. Thanks so much, Matt. Right. Well, I mean, I think we're talking. I think this is a very topical hot topic, if I do say so myself. Um, there's a recent study that's just come out. Um, on Sunday, the 26th of March, i.e. the day of recording today. So it's right on the money. Um, and this is a study about drinking habits in the UK, which obviously we're I all see. quite interested in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm familiar with. <laughs> the synopsis of this research, uh, which has been carried out by, um, by Vault City Brewing, um, which we all know our favourite Edinburgh-based you know, sour beer manufacturer, yeah. Um some some wacky beers up there like the the mango raspberry melba sour beer. I remember those. those. Yeah. yeah. Um Funky. so they've done some research um of a whole host of you know different cities, you know from Norwich, Sheffield, London to Birmingham, uh, or even and Glaswegians themselves. Um mm. where they've basically kind of concluded the synopsis being that lockdown has made the UK more curious when it comes to testing out a new tipple. So um, they have found, and again, this makes sense because they are all in on a newish area of tipples, which are sour mm -hmm. beers, which has come back with popularity with, a, with an vengeance. Mm -hmm. um, and they've basically concluded that, hey, people like us. We've gone out and we've asked people, do they like us and other, other beers? And people have come back and said, yeah, actually, I'm quite open to trying new things. So, yeah, I think it's, a, you know, I don't know. I think that's a good sign. I think it's a good thing. People open to trying new things. Yeah, you should, you know, always be prepared to broaden your horizons. I think we, like, anecdotally are probably, like, an example of that <laughs> as, as well. Yeah, I think yeah. us, us also doing this has, has made me try stuff that I never would have before, probably some Vault City stuff <laughs> like yes, it, itself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably fair, again, anecdotally, out of people I talk to. Um, people I, I know would actually be like, oh, yeah, I'll try that. Or people asking each other, oh, have you, have you tried this new beer? Someone yeah. came to me to ask me about Kuna, again, possibly with the context of knowing that, that we do this. Um, but yeah, again, uh, variety is the spice of life, right? I think so. And I think if, if we're, you know, obviously you, you kind of anecdotally think about your own experiences and what you're seeing around me uh, and yourself. And I, I personally, I feel like we, through, as you were saying, through the podcast have tried, exploded our kind of exploration of beers, right? You know, because mm -hmm. we're seeking out new things, we're trying stuff. But if we're like, you know, using ourselves as a benchmark, but then watering it down ever so slightly for the average person, I feel like that means that they still are trying things, you know, because we're trying, mm -hmm. we're on one end of the spectrum because of what we do, but yeah. it just means that other people at the other end of the spectrum are still probably, you know, instead of having their usual beer, they've maybe tried one or two yeah. within the course of a couple of months, you know, which is still yeah. more than they would have had beforehand. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's fully that lockdown is the reason why that's happened. I, I don't fully agree that, Lockdown is the reason why everyone's trying different beers. I <laughs> yeah, feel true. like it's just a coincidence, maybe a bit of a catalyst for some people. But I just think we know consumers have been wanting different variety of beers in a, you know, a growing trend 
of mm-hmm. more variety of beers for a long time now. Yeah, and I suppose they have like got enough purchasing power to have kind of, you know, commanded you know, when you go into a pub. Mm. I, I keep seeing this. I, th- I think it's maybe a Twitter account I follow, I follow or something like that. When they go like, oh, um, people rating different pubs lineups. Yes, yeah. Of the draft beers that they that, that they have on tap, and um, essentially something something that's got four that's three lagers and one cider <laughs> is like this is a terrible lineup, um, as well as being you know about people picking their favourites in, in combination with each other. But um, yeah, yeah, um, it's it's the trend at the moment, isn't it? And um, well, I, uh, as Travers would say, I'm here for it. <laughs> I think it's that, and I think it's it's being shown, as you were saying about the pubs, pubs are being more adventurous with what they put on their taps as well. And I think that's a sign of, of you know, this kind of consumers mm-hmm. are demanding it, brewers are, are giving it, and, and and places to buy it are also putting it out there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good good economy. Um, well done, Vault City. Good good research, thumbs up, and, yeah, we're, the, we're, we're on board. Um, also vindicates us doing the podcast a little bit as well, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, with over 240 episodes now, I think there's quite a few tipples there people can try if they want to have a look yeah, back. Yeah, big time. And listen Lovely. back on these. Excellent. Well, um, good. Right. Should we go well, all, all main, uh, up, up market and, and, and deliciousness now? Let's do that because um, not only is this great because we're doing this beer for the second time because of a recording issue, <laughs> which... <laughs> That is we kind will of not, okay. We will with... not point fingers at that, Travis. <laughs> cough, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> but that is fine with me because the seeds of hoppiness today is Menabrea, um, which is another one. I occasionally pull this thing out. I was like, they used to serve this in this pub I worked in ages ago. Um, <laughs> and they did. I very seldom had Menabrea because even with the staff discount, it was a pretty pricey tipple. Um, but I think it's wonderful. And it was a really interesting example of, in the pop, in the growing, I think, popularity of the premium Italian uh, sort of, I think they're calling themselves blonde beers, aren't they? Yeah. I would kind yeah. of still put them in the lager category, but they're still like a premium uh, sort of lager. There are some which are sort of going quite hard on their we are premium credentials. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the really obvious Peroni. Um, I don't know if Bira Moretti does it, but it certainly has the air of being in that sort of area. There's the Peretti Magnifico as well, I think. Yes, now. lovely. Um, but Menabrea for me is just, it's its hot and it knows it. <laughs> 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 or premium, it, 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 it is proper premium, isn't it? Um, and I think it's a really nice drop. Um, what do you think? Sorry, it's <laughs> me doing a monologue on it. No, I love it. I think it's it's it perfectly encapsulates it. I think it is one of the smoothest um, and most flavoursome. Mm. Actually, I think it's got a really interesting flavour um, mm. for these these Italian like premium beers. And we know there's quite a few that are playing You're in this category or this space. Let's say, um, you know, Peroni. I guess at the bottom level of this premium Italian lager market, you know, you've got and then you start moving up uh, as well. Um, for Beer Moretti as well is kind of a bit. I put that a little bit higher than Peroni uh, in my mind when it comes to flavour profiles. Um, and then I think, you know, we talked about it before, I think Menabrea is, is, is the pinnacle when it comes mm. to these kind of more available, you know, um, premium Italian lagers, let's put it that way. Because yeah. I, I don't want to say they're like full mainstream because they've only really recently come into the UK with a gusto. Um, you know, you can buy them quite, you know, quite, they're very, very popular, obviously, in, in Italy and around the area where they come, uh, come from. But usually you find Menabrea in like restaurants like Zizi's, don't you? 
Uh, yeah, do you know what? I've not been to one in a while, so actually I hadn't had um, a, a recent example of it. I, after, after having tried it in this pub I, I worked in years and years ago, it seemed to go away to, for me a little bit, and maybe I was just um, not able to, uh, I was in the wrong place to, to source it. But um, anyway, yeah, um, and I think every bit of it screams premium. It, it sounds like a contradiction, a contradiction, but it kind of screams premium, but without screaming it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the not screaming about it means they're screaming it because I feel like those other beers that we we were just sort of mentioning all go, we're a premium beer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whereas Menabrea is have a look at us. Have a look at us. Have a look at Menabrea, taste Menabrea. You tell us what you think, whether whether we're premium or not. Do you know um, do you know what I think it is? It's the it's the fact that they know they're the oldest brewery in Italy. You know, they're over 160 hmm. years old. You know, they're they're still run by a fifth generation Menabrea family member. You know, mm. it's like they just, they are old, yeah. but premium and mm-hmm. Italian chic at the same time. And I think Italian chic is the right word because they, you know, their, their, their bottle labels look really ornate and quite cool, but it's not, they don't look old. You know, they look like, re- like a really nice modern t- uh, taste take on their, on their kind of thing. They haven't, they haven't shined, like sh- shine away and kind of hidden behind the fact that they're old and they've got old equities, they've, they've kind of used it and repurposed it. I mean, the fact that all their glassware has Menabrea written across the side, um, you know, horizontally, it just shows that they're keeping up with modern trends and modern mm. needs to be, you know, kind of design-wise. It's, it's, they haven't kind of slept on their laurels, basically, of just saying, well, mm. we're old, this is what we do. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of brands out there that, can le- that are about 100, 150, 160 years old that can learn a lot from Menabrea and how they kind of keep themselves modern and, you know, kind of keep them youthful and, and, and relevant, basically. Yeah, um, I love, I've just lost it, but they have a really good little, there's just a little bit that they've put on their website, which kind of sums it up for me. Mm. Is the, um, I found it now, sorry, <laughs> bear with me, because I'm just reading this out. Um, in the stylish bars of Milan and Turin, ask for a beer and yeah. beer, beer to you and me, ask for a beer <laughs> And they would only serve you a Menabrea because it's the natural choice for discerning bar, no- bar owners and customers. Love um, the Milan and Turin bit, I think, is relevant here. If you know me showing off what I know about Italy, but they're Northern Italy, and Northern Italy is typically the richer, mm. um, more prosperous part of the, of the country. Um, and so you, people will be familiar with Milan as being, you know, Fashion Week. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a pretty plush part of, part of town yeah. city in, in, in yeah, itself definitely. but um but yeah steeped in history i think that shows on the bottle too they've got this quite cool i you know it's half I, i'm gonna get my uh, you know dates from medieval-ish but actually no probably kind of renaissance <laughs> it's not renaissance <laughs> but um really cool regal looking sort of label that's like almost like a family seal a couple of lions around a barrel you know, a key uh, and, and, you know, hops around the edge, everything sort of silver on a kind of black background. Um, it, it just kind of says classy to yeah. me. Um, and it the looks taste nice poured out too. as well. It, it tastes good. It looks good when mm. you pour it out because it's that they've got the blonde and the amber here in the UK, yeah. don't they? Um, although, we, you know, they've got so many more in Italy itself. So if you go to Italy, you can get um, their, their range. Their, their core range that we get here in the UK is, you know, just really just the blonde and the, and the amber. Um, and in, in Italy, that it's called the LA 150 degrees, um, mm. is this range of beers. And they've got a blonde, they've got an amber, they've got a strong version, they've got a rose version, and they've got a, a wheat, wheat version as well, as well as a 0% alcohol version. 
Not to mention, they also have a whole like specific can range that's called Arte de Bire. Um, and it basically is just like pills, non-filtered, um, you know, different style, different like lagers, basically, um, mm-hmm. which sounds quite cool. So, yeah, it, it's, it's obviously, you know, they're, they're trying different things in, in, in places where they've got, you know, a, a big kind of foothold, as you were talking about before, in places in Italy. And then when they're exporting around the rest of the world, like the UK, they're going with their tried and tested favorites, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the blonde and the, and the, uh, and the amber. Yeah, I really want to try the amber, actually, because to me, mm. it was almost like Menabrea is kind of um, synonymous with the blonde, I, because I, that's the only one I, I'd ever had. And so as a result, I'm a bit like, talk to me about this amber then, because yes, um, yeah. if, if they do it any well, anywhere near as well as they do this, uh, the, the blonde, it'll be great. Uh, I just, I it's a treat beer. <laughs> I think mine, <laughs> uh, 660 mil from whichever shop I got it from was, I think it was on offer. And then it was two pound fifteen, right? So it's it's a, it, I would probably describe it as a treat when it's particularly when it's not on offer, um, yeah. but it is very very drinkable as well. Um, I'm still trying to get um, the bloke who always used to come into the pub and would only drink this. Yes, <laughs> well well healed gentleman that he was <laughs> um, uh, for the period that we had it. Of course, um, he always said, "Yeah, no, I love that kind of honey." thing going on and actually i'm not sure i picked that up to be honest but at the same time i don't know i was going to say nectar it doesn't seem like too too big a stretch from what he's saying but um yeah good strong flavor profile so it's got a bit more going on than your your bog standard lagers bog standard that call themselves premium (laughs) that's a bit of a jab i didn't mean that (laughs) well if if uh, if drivers are here to make some sort of quip about uh timothy taylor's i'm sure (laughs) <laughs> don't don't he's gonna i'm gonna buy him a crate i think just have it sent or just have it have one sent to his work yeah. <laughs> one, one, one to the house so he just can't get away and then it has to wear his uh timothy taylor's t-shirt that i got him for his birthday last year <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good it looks so good it does it fits very well for him um <laughs> so Excellent. i mean i, I mean oh, you God. look on their website for menabreo and obviously they've got some really old-timey photos of them back in like 1897 you know the whole family and brewers you know all st- st- laying around, you know, with with beer in hand, it all with top hats and little like kind of bowl hats, sorry, on and different kind of Italian. Yeah, it just looks very cool. Looks very yeah. cool. Um, I didn't quite suss out what the the cool little old fashioned nineteen thirties type car is, and even a nineteen twenties sort of vehicle that they've yes. got, which I guess they do a little, little little deliveries on. Yeah, it looks like an old school rather. van. I'm just looking at it on their website. Yeah. It looks like an old van, uh, which looks really cool. Um, must have been driving around delivering the beer, you know, back in the day, mm. little shops. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so I, I kind of get I, these guys aren't going to go down in the, <laughs> obviously not going to go down in the uh, sort of craft uh, pantheon, as, as it were. But um, I do yeah. love, they've kind of just gone, we know what we've got is good. You keep yeah. doing it. You're going to enjoy it because it is real good. Um, so add some of that, really, lads. Um, Luigi. Luigi Menabrea. That's who I was trying to remember ah. the name of. I think he was the, the chap who started. He was a, um, bought, <laughs> lived and died, 1806, 1896. But um, uh, he's, yeah, he got a quality product on his hand, didn't he? I think he was in the right part of town to sell it. Um, I mean, they've got on the. Yes, I think you're right. I think they were in the right spot, and it just took off on there. But from 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 what I've been reading about mm. it, but I, I mean, I'm, we focus a lot on the kind of the early stages of of, of, uh, of, and we know that it's very old. You know, we talked about that as well. But I'm looking into the brewery today, 
and it looks like one of the most sophisticated looking breweries. They've got pictures and like layouts of the whole thing, and it looks really, really, really top class. They've obviously spent a lot of money, you know, from keg filling lines through to brew houses. Um, they've got a bottling line as well as part of it, so they can do it all on site, which is incredible. Um, you know, they go through their filtration. They've got a whole cellar for lager as well, you know, as well as a fermentation cellar as well. So, you know, they basically have got a big plot, um, which has been established for a long, long time, and they've just evolved the machinery within. But the building itself looks really old school. Um, but there's like modern, is uh, mm-hmm. it facades, facades, facades? Modern facades, you know, things facades, that go around. I did say the, facades, uh, but that's only until uh, new bits that are added on, basically, um, that look really, uh, really nice and and like keeping it mm. looking <laughs> clean and and on on brand for a more modern kind of take on Menabrea of a classic beer. Yeah, yeah, real. I should mention. I, I was also going. I nearly asked. It's Biella, isn't it? I think is the area is is, is yes. the town rather that that Menabrea is brewed in. Um, and it's funny that I noticed that it's a part of the world I'm quite keen to go and have a look at because this Piedmont is the actual. I never, it's never a region, is it? It's like a, it's it's a um, uh, either a, in the in the region of Piedmont, which is typically known for proper nice wine as well. Mm, I think you can. Yeah. I think it's also the area for white truffle hunting. But um, Barolo wine is 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 Piedmont area, um, yeah. and so yeah, you are in the neck of the woods of proper. Fancy time, Italy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> hey, maybe if the podcast really takes off, we'll go and do a brewery visit. Oh, we should do. That sounds amazing. Try some wine while we're out there. I love a Barolo. Yeah. Oh, um, Barolo is the business. So let's do some numbers for them. Um, so Instagram right, yeah. UK, which is where they've recently-ish launched, um, and they're starting to gain a bit of traction here. Again, they're, they're pretty pushing their amber, which is new to market. Um, so in, 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 on Instagram, on the UK site, they've got 2,000 followers. Twitter, mm-hmm. they've got 4,000 followers. Um, and their Italian site for Instagram has two and a half, uh, 10,500 followers. Um, so, you know, they just, they know where they are basically. Oh yeah. Um, the thought, mm. sorry, it could have, could have done this. What was it? Offline, as they say. Yeah. I think, and I'm going to put this one forward as the first example of it. When we get to December and we mm. normally have our little Christmas party. Yeah. I think we should each put three beers forward. Mm-hmm. That have been their favourites that they've tried this year. Nice. Uh, and to be fair, this kind of doesn't count because I've tried it before. And we were only in April. Uh, we're not even in April. We're in March. Yeah. Um, I think Manabre is going down as one of mine. My, nice. it's going to. You're going to have some. You're going to have to. Have, we're going to have to taste some real good beers mm-hmm. to take Manabre out of my like favourites that we've done this year. So your, your 2023, your go-to beer for 2023 is going to be a Menabrea. It's a good sound. That's a big accolade, big one, especially because we've got quite a lot more beers to drink throughout the course of the year, including a whole uh, festival of beer that we're going to. There's <laughs> a lot to go through, but also we've all, got to, we've all got to think about it each time, basically. Yeah, and then we can, uh, we can do a recap of, of, of highlights this year. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich... Barber and Simo. Goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll try that podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>